has three rings. The engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the bickering. We're here to settle the fights that don't matter and have no winner. It's the Three Rings Podcast with another new argument. Welcome once again to another episode of the Three Rings Podcast. My name is Phil. I'm Lauren. And we're married. We are married. And this entire podcast, if you haven't figured it out by now, or if it's your first episode, uh, this entire podcast is designed to argue about the things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of life. No. They matter a great deal to everyone. To most. To most, but it's not something that is a life or death kind of situation. We have found that some of these arguments are very much like, like, I don't know if I'd necessarily date that person if they did this or if they agreed with this. Like, these are the important things that you should really know going into any relationship. Yeah. That's yep. that's all I'm saying. You can you can tell whether you're you're going to be interested in marrying somebody or whether you want to be friends with this person. You might cut somebody out of your life because they don't agree oh, with some of these things. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I don't know if it would necessarily that. be this particular episode where we're going to be talking about you know a universal bot, but like some I of the past episodes. I would hate to think that we were responsible for a relationship ending. Oh. Mm. Okay. Do you know of someone who ended a relationship because of something that we've talked about? No, but out of the things that we've talked about, I can see some people being like, I had no fucking clue that they did that. Nope. I'm out. Like what? What do you think people would take that seriously? I mean, I think anything that comes to like, I mean, we do a lot of talking about like the TV in the bedroom and stuff like that. Like there, these are things that like, I mean... We didn't have like a huge blow up fight about this when we first, you know, talked about it, but like it was an argument. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just knowing us and how if we fight. If you were willing for the most part, to break like, up over that though, then like you have other issues. Like there's like clearly maybe. like you're not fully invested. No, but you never really know when it comes to some of these things. I guess. Some of these things could be deal breakers. I don't think today's is going to today's be a deal breaker. Today's not going to be a deal breaker, but it is going to uh, push the limits of musical taste. I struggled with this one a little bit. I don't know why. I, like, I think that justifying this is hard. I th- I think ba- you told me what yours was before we, we started yes. all of this. So once you said that, my exact reaction was... Ooh, okay. I don't think I think it's got a I think I can make a good case for it. I think it's got a chance. Alright. Why don't we get into what it is that we are So we're talking about a universal bop, and I gotta thank Ben Davis for bringing this to my attention and saying this would be a good a good argument. So thank you, Ben, for this. So when we talk about a universal bop, in any situation, if this particular song came on everybody would be in agreement that it's a good song it's a good song yeah like they, you know nobody there would be anything, like turn it off i hate yeah, this song there, there's nothing polarizing or it's like you know it, it's just it's a universal bop everybody's going to get it everybody's yeah. going to be fine sitting through the song listening to it you know it's like 
you know, so, like you could pick a country song and people would be like, I don't like country. Or you could pick like a metal song and people are like, eh, like we're trying to party, man. Like it's not that kind no, of party. Like, yeah. You know, so there's a lot that kind there, of factors like, into this. Some, I feel like there are examples of this that we didn't choose. And one that comes to mind is Call Me Maybe. Uh, you think that people, there are people that hate Call Me Maybe? Yeah. Like, genuinely, like, they're like, this song is trash, turn it off. Yeah. I guarantee there are. I, but part of that is because I think, but, I don't know okay. if people are so much, like, saying, like, it sucks, but they're more just like, I can't fucking listen to this. Okay, but, like, th- I think the thing is, is that soccer moms love Call Me Maybe. Yeah. There were teenage boys that loved Call Me Maybe that were, like, into it. Yeah. It, like, spanned... There's nothing, like, disagreeable. It's not controversial. It's catchy. It, like... Well, my, my it thing is this. with you. I like, don't think people still want to listen to it today, though. Okay, that's fair. That, that's that, fair. That's kind of okay, so what name, I'm going for. Name one that we didn't... That you and I did not pick. Um, I mean, if... If I had to, I mean, the first one that came to mind when I first had this conversation was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. I mean, universally, I think most people would say, like, yeah, it's a good song. Like, for me, I would be like, I probably don't want to listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit. Can I? I mean, obviously, yes, I can. I've probably heard Smells Like Teen Spirit at least 5,000 times in my life. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. a very good chance that it is that high, and I'm not exaggerating at all. Um, So, you know, but it's a song that... If you play it for anybody, they're going to be like, yeah, like, that was a jam. Okay, Rolling in the Deep. Uh, I think yeah, that's ar- a universal arguably, bop. Arguably yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can go back to like some classic rock stuff with, yeah. you know, stuff from The Stones or The Doors or, or you know, uh, anything like that. Like, um, In the Air Tonight. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like that song? I mean... Here, this is what we're saying, though. So there are a lot of universal bops that people are just, they're down with. Okay. And that's what we're going to be arguing about today is what is the ultimate universal bop. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go first with mine. Mm-hmm. I picked Hey Ya from Outcast, Which is a good choice. It is a good choice. I mean... It's not the choice, but it's a good choice. I mean, I think it is the choice, but I'm basing it on commercial success. I'm basing it on the age appropriateness for multiple generations uh, lasting into today and basing it on the energy of the song, that upside okay. energy. So those are my main three points for why Outcast Hey Ya is the best universal bop. I'm going with Toxic by Britney Spears. And that is a hot take. I That is a hot fucking take for this. I I think okay, it's super fun and catchy. One. Okay. It has been extremely highly rated and I have like a really good stat that I will share during that uh during that portion. Okay. And it's timeless. That's it's where, timeless. That's where I think we're going to disagree. I, I don't think so, but okay. Like you, I started last week, you start this week. All right. Why well, Outcast, Hey Ya, is the best universal bop out there. Point number one, the commercial success of the song. Uh, went number one in multiple countries, including the United States, of course, with Australia, with Canada, with Norway, with Sweden. Uh, it was included in many lists for the greatest songs of all time, including being placed at... 145 on the Billboard's 60th anniversary 600 greatest songs 
of all time list. Um, it was nominated for a Grammy for Record of the Year in 2004, which, uh, I mean, it was only nominated, didn't win. But here's here's a hot take. This I had to include this. And sorry, this is a little bit off topic when it comes to when it comes to all of this. But record of the year in two thousand four at the Grammys went to Clocks from Coldplay. Shut up, really? Yep, they won the Grammy, which I feel like this was a huge waste on the Grammy because in that year you had Hey Ya, you had Lose Yourself from Eminem, okay. you had Crazy in Love. From Beyonce. Wow, okay, yeah. And you had Where is the Love from the Black Eyed Peas. I mean, and I like clocks, but that's, I mean, stacked up against Lose Yourself and Crazy in Love? Stacked up to any of those, and Coldplay clocks ended up winning. So, mm, yeah, take, all right, take okay. from that what you will. <laughs> anyway, ba- back to <laughs> back to the commercial <laughs> success of Outkast. Hey, yeah. Uh, the album that it was on, Speaker Box slash The Love Below, won Album of the Year at the Grammys and also won Best Rap Album uh, at the Grammys as well back in 2004. So It was a good album. It was a fucking great album. <laughs> uh, so commercially very successful. But when you look at the song just in general, you find a whole lot of different elements in Hey Ya that broadens the appeal of the song. So when you think Outkast, you know, up until this moment, you know, you thought hip hop. You mm-hmm. thought, you know, that uh, that southern rap sound. Well, Andre Three Thousand wanted to do something different when it came to this album, which is why they had the split album. Yeah, and okay. they did basically solo albums and put it together as as Outcast. So he wanted to do something different. And even though there are the elements of hip hop, the elements of pop that are in the song, a lot of inspiration came from the rock world in just how the song was being created. So it started off with him playing acoustic guitar, coming up with the song idea, which, you know, that specifically drew inspirations, at least for him, from the Ramones, from the Buzzcocks, from the Hives, from the Smiths, you know, some of the inspiration behind that. So, um, you know, then critics started comparing the instrumentation to, and I thought this was a great, great quote uh a mix of the flaming lips meets prince wow okay yeah which i mean I, yeah you know, i can i, can I mean i can kind of see it yeah and then you know the vocals reaching kind of hints of like an indie rock version of little richard almost yeah. yeah um so you know you combine all of that with the heavy synthesizers that are in the song uh the bass lines that are in there there's so many different genres that kind of blend together into one. The thing that I like most about Hey Ya is like, I remember at the time there were a lot of like indie covers of it mm-hmm. and they like slow it down. And when you listen to the lyrics, it's a very sad song. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it not really like is. people are dying, but it's no. just about like how, like, what, like, it's what are we doing? Love. Yeah. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, do we actually love each other? Yeah. What's going on? And there's there is yeah. that juxtaposition between yeah. like the lyrics that are very sad but also the very up tempo yeah, yeah. poppy fun kind of vibe to it. And you know, if you, if you throw on Hey Ya at a wedding, nobody's going to be upset with oh, that. No. Like I mean, like it's it's, it's gonna, just one of those songs get that, on the dance floor. Yeah. So the song was released in 2003. So it covers a lot of different generations. especially at this point so somebody who was in their 30s or 40s when it came out who were like still in that age of like you know 
being okay with like pop music <laughs> essentially yeah. is like the best way to say it. I mean, they're into their 50s and 60s at this point. So, you know, they're still going to enjoy it. Like maybe even creeping into like the 70s age group, mm-hmm. like they might still be fine with it. But also anybody who's under like the age of 10 years old right now, they're still developing their musical tastes. So if they heard that, like they're probably not going to have an opinion at all, yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly fair. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it covers basically age 10 to 70. People are pretty much going to be okay with having Hey Ya on. So, you know, that that's a strong a strong point for it. And, you know, it's still getting played on our Jack FM station, which is just, it's all fucking hits. So you know that the song <laughs> is a goddamn hit if Jack FM is playing it. So it covers a lot of bases with all of that for spanning taste, spanning age, all of it. So keeping with the like energy of the song and how it sounds, it's it's just up tempo and it's fun. It's great to play at parties. Like everybody knows it. There's the call there's the call and response with the song yeah. that everybody gets into. I mean like when that comes on, like do you not participate? Like, oh, of course I do. I'm not a heathen. See, this this is what it's I'm saying. It's a good song. I'm but, not. It's not the song, but it's a good but, song. But it it spans like basically any event minus like a funeral. You could probably <laughs> play this song. It, like if you're at a party, everybody's going to be into it. If it's on at a restaurant or a bar, you're not going to ask the waiter or waitress be like, "Can you please like change Turn the song?" It down. Like, like that's not going to happen. Like it's a fun song, it's an energetic song. People love it. It's the number one universal bop that is out there. All right. Okay. A strong case. A strong I so. case. I think I got a good case on it's this one. A, it is a good. I I always dread doing the music ones with you because you come in you come in strong, but um. It's what I get paid for. <laughs> I, I am still, I'm still doubling down um, on toxic. I'm very curious okay. to hear how you number how you one. This. It's super fun and catchy. So there were like multiple like articles written that I came across where they talked about how um, it could be played anywhere, like minus a funeral, minus a funeral. Maybe. We'll, like, we'll just take it Maybe. out. <laughs> if it was by like if they died by poisoning. Maybe. If they poisoned other people, mm. that would be... I still don't think it'll be played at a funeral, so I continue. Hope, I, want, I want it played at you my funeral, played at and funeral? I want people to, like, I want them to, I want there to be, like, this whole mystique about, like, did I murder people or didn't I Well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to die first, so no. they'll be like, oh, she definitely did it. <laughs> she definitely poisoned him. He was fine up until so, he wasn't. <laughs> NME wrote that the song was used everywhere. Gay clubs. Um, they referred to okay. hen nights. Like, I, like it, it's... And, like, Britney Spears herself has said that it's her favorite song in her arsenal. Like, she, even Britney Spears, yeah. queen of pop music, is... Mm. Hot take. ...said that it is her favorite song um amy schreifer of npr said that the songs synth defined the dance sound for the decade it was like pop music its point is to be popular and it was an extremely popular song and it was a song that like inspired an entire sound of pop music after it came 
I mean, but I can make that same argument for Hey Ya. I mean, it was a sound that was so unexpected from them. But you look at everything that came afterwards with all of that, how hip-hop started going more mainstream, started getting more pop-driven. You look at things like, you know, with, you know, I mean, a perfect example of, you know, basically almost the same song is Happy from Pharrell, you know, somebody who's notorious for being, you know, more into the hip-hop world, yeah, making a pop song. But I mean, like, commercial success think about, like, that. Britney Spears. Like, we I would mean, not yeah. have... We wouldn't have Katy Perry, we wouldn't have Ariana Grande, we wouldn't have Lady Gaga if it wasn't for Britney Spears, like, paving that path. I'm not so, arguing like, about her significance in pop music. It sounded what? like you were, but... No. Um, so I'm, then I'm making a similar two, argument for how if you didn't have Outkast, then there would be a, a very different sound when it came to pop music as well. Okay. I mean, hip-hop slash pop kind of crossover into that world i mean i mean you can say that for for most very popular artists like if they weren't around especially today but you did so moving on anyways just did. <laughs> literally just did and, okay so this is like a very very strong point that i'm about okay. to make all right in a poll by sony erickson toxic was rated the world's second favorite song behind we are the champions Oh, that would have been a good. good it would have been pick a good too. pick, but the second favorite song in the entire world. When was that? Is done? toxic. Uh, I think it was two thousand five, if I remember correctly. Okay, so, I mean, hey, I only had two years to really get on board with that. I don't know when toxic, toxic came was out? released. Two thousand eight, maybe. No, the, if no. The, then the article oh, would no, have been sorry. written in two thousand five. Sorry, yeah, I'm. Um, 2003 maybe but then but then it also would have had only two yeah, I don't years know. it was 2003 2003 okay. so they also it also only had two right. years so second favorite song in the world okay okay so then was three, it up for a Grammy yes it won it won her only Grammy okay Um. not for record of the year though Shut up, Philip. Didn't, didn't go for record of the year. Didn't Shut win up. that either. So, on par. <laughs> yeah, but neither did On <laughs> par with Outkast on that one. They only got nominated. That's all. Yeah, she didn't okay. even get nominated, but but yeah. she won. But she won a Grammy. She won her okay. only Grammy. Um. Okay. So then, the the sound of it was so ahead of its time mm -hmm. that again it like influenced pop music for the entire decade yeah. and it was so ahead of its time that you still like it still stacks up against like what's being released right now like it is that sound was like not again like hey ya was very different for outcast Toxic was also very different for Britney Spears. It was one of the first songs that she released that was like, oh, she's an adult now. Uh, it's not like straight yeah, bubblegum. It's way more modern. Yeah. It's way more sophisticated. Yeah. And I mean, it did, it, you know, I could see if if you took somebody who had no knowledge of, of artists or, or anything like that and you played that 
and you played a Lady Gaga song, they would probably think it's the same artist. Yeah, or like, like think about it, like it is a very, E.T. Like, by dancing. Katy Perry. Like uh, very, it was, it was, there's an influence there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get that, you know, that it was, you know, it was really that push into, you know, dance music starting to really take over, you know, mainstream you know, it definitely was ahead of its time for that. But I don't. This is like proof that I don't understand how the Grammys work. But she won, Toxic won, best dance recording mm-hmm. at the 2005 ceremony. So she must have released Toxic in the in, latter half it, of after, 2003, after October. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I always that always confuses in, me. Yeah, because the the Grammys for for Outcast was t- the 2004 Grammys. Okay, okay, okay. So the Grammys okay. does their cycle is October to October. Okay. So if it falls in November, December of of say 2003, then it, it won't be included until the following the following year. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. It's okay. it's very weird, but it's it, weird. It it basically makes it so like if you're putting out an album in November, December, you have a full year cycle to get in as opposed to Yeah, she else. in the zone was released in no on November twelfth, two thousand three. Yeah. So, so and then go. the it was released as a single on January thirteenth, two thousand four. Yeah, it, it would just be when it came out. Okay. All right. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. But Still. Yeah. I mean that's that's my case. That's your case? <laughs> I, okay, I you mean, had a lot more. <laughs> I had a lot more. I don't. But, th- I don't think you made a, a, a more solid case for why Toxic is uh, the most universal bop. I mean, is it a universal it, bop in our house? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like I will sit I, through Toxic. It is probably my my favorite Britney Spears song that's out there. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I think a lot of people would be on board with that. But yes. I think if you if you took a hundred people, sat them down in a room, and played toxic you'd probably have at least one person that's like i don't i don't want to listen to it i still think that there would be one person who doesn't want to listen to hey ya either i don't know i uh, i think in both cases though they're either a person who does not like pop music or they're just sick of hearing one of the two yeah i think if you if you take if you take fatigue out of it, like people that are just tired of hearing the song, mm-hmm. I think if you if you take that out completely, um, you know, I I think I think both songs are still going to have a, a good shot. Uh, I don't know, but if you, you keep it in, I think that more people will probably be like, yeah, I'd be more willing to listen to Hey Ya. Really? Yeah. I think Hey Ya gets way more play than Toxic does. Yeah, but it. If it's getting more play without that burn factor true. on it. Okay, true, true, like, true, true. People right, are still well, you, okay hearing it. We want to hear what you all have to say about this. Yeah. Like, what what do you think is the number one universal bop? Is you know, it Hey Ya? Is it Toxic? Is it something else? Is it We, we are, are the, the Champions? champions. Was, that, that's a good one. I almost I, went with Bohemian Rhapsody, but then I was mm-hmm. like, it's also really long. So I don't know if you could get younger people to really still sit through it. I like this might be just me, but like we are the champions. I don't love it. 
It's not my favorite Queen song. No, me either. But me it either. is. It's not even in the top three of my favorite. Queen it is songs. one of those songs where you like, you really don't have a problem singing along though. I really only know the chorus, which I guess is probably what most people know. But um, uh, if, if I put it on, you would know it. It's one of those songs where like it'll come on and you just like it's like I muscle don't memory. Think I do like I can hear the tune in my head, but I can't remember any of the words. We'll we'll test this in, okay. in the car. All right. At some point. <laughs> we'll do that. I, I feel okay. like I feel like you know more than you know. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Well, you share share with us your thoughts on this. You can find us at Three Rings Pod um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Share us with your friends on any platform. We would yep. be thrilled to um, spread to, the good word. Yeah, to have some new listeners weighing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we will see you all next week. Yep. No idea what we're going to argue nope, about next not- week. We'll come up with something. Yeah, if you've got suggestions, let us know that, too. We're always looking for suggestions. We're always looking for just feedback in general on some of the things that we argue about because we like knowing who won. I like knowing who won. Mostly Phil This is a competition to me. I like to win. (laughs) So please take my side, and we'll be back next week with a new argument. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to another weekly episode of the Three Rings Podcast. We'll be back next week with another new argument. In the meantime, follow us on all social media platforms at Three Rings Pod. Join in the argument and tell us who's right, who's wrong, or why you have the right answer. Whatever. Just tell us stuff. 